0: Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Roll Pod, an Alabama sports podcast from Bama 247. I am staff writer Cody Goodwin here joined today by Brett Greenberg going to talk a little bit recruiting here Alabama recruiting some football some hoops but uh Brett how uh, how's life going my man
1: it's going another day in paradise uh it's 34 days till early signing period and uh stuff's ramping up more than ever so it's good I love it you know talking with all these guys who've been at Alabama recently with whether it's an LSU weekend or scheduling official visits it's been a lot of fun conversations uh very excited for these next, I guess, a little bit over a month.
0: Well, and not only are we kind of gearing toward the early signing period, which, I mean, first off, sidebar, can we like just call it the signing period? Like, does anybody <laughs> sign in February anymore?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think it's of the twenty commits. I believe all twenty are going to sign in December. So yeah, it's 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 the it's the normal signing period.
0: Well, then, and and then on top of that, like you know, you're kind of right between the Alabama Georgia line, like there's some heavy high school football playoffs going on now too. Like that's how exciting is that? Like, I know that covering high school sports is part of what you do too, but um, you know, we're getting down to the point where there's only the best teams left playing. And I haven't really immersed myself in the Alabama high school football scene, but like, you know, just seeing all the recruits that are on all the lists and all the guys that you're talking to, like, a lot of high-level ball that's going to be played here over the next couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, the weather's getting cold. It was a little rainy last week. It's like playoff, you know, football down in Georgia and in Alabama. Going uh, over to see Jeremiah Beeman, who's the four-star Alabama commit tomorrow. Parker's playing Oxford. Uh, that's a nine and one team versus an eight and two team. That should be a great game. And he kind of, I was looking through it, you know, joking with some. Some of my friends, I'm trying to figure out which game I want to go to. And, oh, I want to go to that game. Oh, I want to go to that game. So there's only so many you can go with just with the big matchups and Alabama commits and Alabama targets seemingly everywhere. i um, excited to see Jeremiah. I haven't seen him in person yet. I'm going to see a you know, top-ranked cornerback and Naeem Offered, who was over at LSU for the uh, game. Uh, that was his first game visit of the year. Heard it went well. I was planning to speak with him uh, tomorrow as well. So stay tuned for more information on that. But, yeah, playoff time in uh, high school coming more coming soon in college football and a little bit more your alley just you know covering the team and all that but yeah exciting time and it's kind of every year a regular season flies by every single year dude i know right i feel like september you know like because there were there were five games in september
0: you know and that's if you had week zero like you know that's six games before the end of the first full month of the season and now it's like you know thanksgivings next week then the you know the iron bowl and then just bang 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 it's like I don't know, like the football season like starts slow and then it just takes off. And like, I'm bummed that we're near the end of it. But it's also like at this point in the
1: season, whether it's high school ball or college ball, like this is the most exciting time of the year. Um, yeah, absolutely. And it feels like <laughs> I was joking with my brother. It feels like the Texas game was three and a half years ago. I don't know why. <laughs> it, maybe, it probably feels like that to Nick Saban and yourself and the team as well, because he looks like two completely different teams. But yeah, it just feels like it was three and a half years ago for some reason.
0: Yeah, Alabama. Since then. What are we at now? Eight straight wins, nine and one overall. They've clinched the SEC West. They play uh Chattanooga this Saturday. Um cupcake, don't you know, don't play with your food, right? I think that's the majority of the analysis that we're going to spend on that particular game. Um, but you know, with Brett on, we're obviously gonna talk recruiting, which is a lot of you know, the future of the program. We're gonna talk about uh recent big time commit. Zion Grady joined Alabama's 2025 class. We're gonna touch on You know, kind of what Grady's going to bring to the program, as well as Alabama's 2025 recruiting class, which is currently ranked number one in the country. Also going to chat a little bit about uh, potential flip candidates because I had a couple of firings in and around the SEC this past week. But I wanted to start today's show, Brett. um, You got Julian Sayan on the horn, um, five-star quarterback quarterback. who is going to be making his way to Tuscaloosa very soon, like within the next month, probably an exact month out. Um, you had a really good conversation, wrote a story for um, our website that's on right now. You guys can go to the show notes. I put a link down there. I think you guys should check it out. Really good story. What uh, what was that conversation like? Uh, don't have, give away everything. Make people go click and subscribe. But what were some of the big picture things that you talked with uh, Mr. Sane about?
1: Yeah, you know, I've had multiple conversations with him throughout the fall, and I kind of just come away with the same thing every time. It's just, kid seems just wise beyond his years, got really. Locked in in between the ears, you know we see we seen what he can do on the football field, and we, he proved it, you know, with the Elite Eleven MVP with that pinpoint accuracy. And and this year, you know, you're talking with analysts and himself, you know, one thing that he was improved, wanted to improve on was using his legs. You know, had a career high four rushing touchdowns this year. Had a little bit of a sprain angle towards the end of the year, so wasn't able to run as much. But he was very proud with his improvement, uh, extending plays, and he knows that's going to be a big part in the SEC and just. My big, the other biggest takeaway is just his relationship that he has with Tommy Reese. The two talk all the time. He only made it to one game this year. You know, it's a long drive from or flight from California to Tuscaloosa, so there's nothing to worry about there. You know, he's set to get here to Alabama or to join for bowl prep in exactly a month. But you know, just watching and him hearing him talk about the X's and O's and schemes and what Tommy Reese has been able to do since that Texas game to better adapt play calling for to suit. Better adapt uh, Jalen Milro, Just to hear him talk about the X's and O's, and it seems like he's already part of the team type thing. He's you know got a close relationship with a lot of guys on the team already, and certainly in the twenty twenty four class. Um, but yeah, overall, it's just his excitement to get on campus, and I you know from talking with him and watching him, he just doesn't seem like a guy that's gonna give you problems in the locker room or anything like that. He's gonna be a team player. He you know he talked about doing get in there. Early to get his reps learn the playbook and that's the best thing for him to succeed so you know i don't think he's a guy that gonna get discouraged at any point if you know maybe he's not named the starter from day one um which i don't think he will be but you know you never know but yeah he's just a guy that's really put together uh has a great family you know he was very emotional and talking about his career at carlsbad and how he you know feels like he looked he inspired the local community with all the kids coming t- on friday nights and just a great, great kid, and you know, had a kind of a fun QA. I'm not going to give it all away, but kind of a fun QA at the end, just talking about what he's going to miss most from California and stuff like that. And he's laughing, he's gonna, to, he's told me he's gonna miss the burritos out there in California. And he was asking me, he's asking me because you know, I'm an Alabama grad, of what how many acai bowl places they have in Tuscaloosa. And you know, I went out my time there, we didn't have any. I don't know if the acai bowls were big then either, but yeah, he's he kind of just encapsulated that California vibe and that answer so just a great kid I think Alabama fans are really going to like him and he's very close with a lot of guys so to get him on campus early and to be a part of bowl prep you I mean you saw it with Jalen you saw it with two. how much that paid off it's going to pay dividends.
0: I Of the many things that stand out in the you know the story of this interview that you had with him 38 career starts at uh, Carlsbad High School he lost just four games 86 passing touchdowns to 10 interceptions. He also had nine rushing touchdowns, so he can move with his feet. Uh, 70% completion rate and over 8,000 yards uh, total offense for his high school team over the course of four years. And so I guess what runs through my head is like, this is a five-star guy. If you're being recruited by Alabama, you are probably... Um, good enough to come in and compete. We don't we don't know immediately if he's going to be able to play right away, but obviously he wants to come in and compete. That's why he's going to he's planning on enrolling early. He wants to get his you know he wants to spend time in the playbook to learn it as much as he can before next uh, preseason camp rolls around. And I'm curious kind of what your thoughts on this are. Um, you know you're bringing in a five star guy. Jalen Milrose emergence has been one of the cooler stories um, really over the last two weeks, but I think really since you know probably he got the starting job back for the Ole Miss game. Um, you know, just the combination of him and Tommy Reese really cracking open the offense. And, you know, we've seen it the last two weeks with back to back 40 point games. Um, you know, Jalen Milrow only a redshirt sophomore. Um, Julian Sainz going to come in and I, again, probably compete for the job. I don't know if they're, you know, he's ultimately going to be the starter, but he's good enough to probably compete for it what do you think's going to happen? Like with a five-star guy coming in, Milrow's going to have all this experience. And now you can tell a lot more comfortability and confidence. Like, I feel like Alabama's quarterback room is in, it, it's going to be shaken up quite a bit when we get through this season. But, um, you know, like is like what 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 should we like? What are reasonable expectations for the quarterback room with Sangan coming in with Milrose emergence? Like what what should people expect?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it's tough just with the way the transfer portal is now these days and the emergence mm-hmm. of Jalen Mill, you would assume he's gonna come back. Maybe, you know, weeks ago when he was benched, maybe there were some questions about that. And you, you know, you had the Ty Simpson and what is he gonna do at the end of the year? There's so many question marks, and Tyler Buckner, who came in, was you know, maybe going to be that guy and, you know, hasn't seen playing time since that USF game. You imagine he's probably going to be God and what you do with these two freshmen and Diller Lonergan and uh, Eli Holstein. I think it just, relo- just kind of relies on what's going to happen with the current running back room. But again, like I said, I don't think Sands too... Uh, predicated on that, I don't think he's too worried about that. I know he wants to come in. He talked about you know the opportunity of playing for the best program, for the best coach, and being around them every single day to get him to the next level. Uh, he's got a good support staff around him or support team around him in California as well. Just a, like I said, a level-headed kid. I, I, I don't know. I can't really predict what's going to happen. You know, we saw it this year just with Saban talking. You know, leaving the cake in the oven until basically the third week. So you know, I don't know if I can honestly answer what's going to go on. I just know that. You know, like I said, a saying is not going to be an issue in the locker room. I don't think, and he's going to take it day by day and want to study the playbook. And you know, he's kind of similar. His mentality is similar to when I was talking with Caleb Downs' dad. Just, it's like just these kids are just football, football, football. You very rare for these guys. Like you know, you don't have as many on your roster that are just football kind of from day one and going through high school, you know, they're going to be special, but just the way he handles himself and prepares and he's talking about his training regimen and what the next month looks like, you know, it just seems like a guy that's going to be, it's going to be hard to not see him succeed.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Just, it, it makes me wonder, I know that there's a lot of people, um, you know, on our board and elsewhere who have kind of, you know, Jalen Milro's emergence, you know, not unlike the way Jalen Hurts maybe emerged when, you know, he, I mean, he started as a true freshman, so that's maybe a little bit different, but um, you know, just the ability to, you know, use your feet as a weapon to grow as a passer. Milrow was a little bit different because I think he came in ready to throw and they kind of had to coach him up a little bit to use his feet. Um, you know, but now we're kind of seeing the the fruits of that. And then obviously the Jalen Tua thing the year after that, like, are we about to see a, a, a and Saiyan thing coming up next year? I don't know. But when you got a five-star quarterback coming in who is as excited, who, um, you know, wants to spend time in the playbook, who is, you know, by all accounts on stories you've written by what I've read from other scouts, like this dude seems like he's the real deal, Um, you know, and then you combine that with like, you know, Buckner, Simpson, Lonergan, Holstein, like there's a lot of moving parts in Alabama's quarterback room, like portal opens up next month, like who are the moving pieces? What's going to happen? What's spring ball going to look like? Like, there's just a lot of things going on and it makes me curious to kind of, you know, what's, what's this going to look like in March, right? When we get to spring ball, like what are, what's, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And (laughs) I kind of take a step back every once in a while. It's just like, kid's 17 18 years old the the pressure that he has on him is just crazy to me and just from the fan base and he 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 talked about he joked about a little bit but i don't think he truly understands until he really gets there just with you know you see it on the boards and you see it over twitter and stuff like he's already won the heisman type thing it's just it's just (laughs) it's just crazy to me how he's able to handle everything and and that goes for a lot of recruits a lot of top rank guys Jalen bachway is the same way and top recruits across the country, just the the poise they have. And they're just w- well beyond their years mentally. It's just, it's just cool to see.
0: 100%. I'm not going to give away the full Q&A. Um, again, go check Alabama 247 for this, you know, full interview that Brett did with Julian Sain. But one of the questions that did stick out to me, um, you know, you asked him, who does he model his game after? um, And he said, Joe Burrow, which probably, you know, Alabama fans are like, you know, oh my God, that guy tormented us in 2019. But also like, That dude's got some moxie. Like, that's probably a good guy to model your game after.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And he, you know, he mentioned that too. He's like, yeah, I'm going to say Joe Joe Burrow here. Is that okay? I'm like, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. It's totally fine. Yeah. It's, you know, that's a good person to model your game after, like you said. And uh, another thing that I kind of was, you know, again, not want to give it away all, but it was kind of funny, interesting. His favorite player, favorite Bama player of all time, um, California kid. Uh, you would think it's one name. Um, it's not. I'll let you guys go read the uh, full article, but a little bit of surprising who's favorite Alabama football player of all time is. Go check that out. Bama
0: 247. Brett caught up with Julian saying, Um, excellent read, excellent interview. Um, go check that out. Wanted to shift gears. Now Alabama picked up a major, major commitment recently. Zion Grady, number one edge in the 2025 class. Um, what can you tell us about Zion? I feel like a five-star guy, like number one edge nationally, like that in itself should say enough, but like you, I mean, you've talked to, you know, some scouts, his trainers, um, what's Alabama getting with this guy? Because it's, it, there's, this by all accounts, he's a really impressive player.
1: Yeah. I mean, kind of, like you said, top rank edge kind of speaks for itself, but, you know, talking with Andrew Ivins, our director of scouting over here, he's kind of says he's going to be that stand-up Jack linebacker type guy, the Dallas Turner, Tim Williams, Will Anderson type thing that Alabama has had so much success in the years past. And I think, you know, him talk, Grady talking with Steve Wilfong, that's kind of was a big part of his selling, you know, coming to Alabama is proven development. He's got a great relationship with Freddie Roach. Uh, grew up an Alabama fan, being an in-state kid. Uh, you know, Andrew hit on his shuttle time, his – his broad jump his high jump just kind of an athletic freak in all aspects of the game um you know listed at 220 probably gonna have to put on you know he's only a junior he's got plenty of time um but he's probably gonna have to put on a little bit more weight just to contend with those big boys up front and kind of set the edge you know he's great at getting after the pass rusher I had you know 22 sacks i think as a sophomore one you know alabama 5a lineman of the year just as a sophomore he's close to replicating that success this year has double digit sacks again but one thing that he'll probably have to work on is you know on that on those run plays setting that edge and you know not letting those guys get to the corner but yeah he's just another kid that you know alabama adds to this number one ranked class that was number two before but put, pushed them above georgia with the commitment you know they got commitment from top rank wide receiver ryan williams top rank running back and anthony rogers number four wide receiver and Jamie French. It's just it's just a great class right now. It's still very early, but to get eight guys committed so early compared to last couple of years and the whole Nick Saban era, to be honest, is a great thing. I think, I think we've talked about on here, talked about it multiple times on the board and other with two, four, seven Alabama kind of has that luxury, so to speak, of maybe waiting a little bit longer to evaluate these guys, offer these guys just because they're proven track record. And you're seeing a little bit of that in the 24 class with new offers still coming you know just a couple months or a month away from signing day but yeah Alabama having eight guys committed and the kind of the group they have committed so far I think is well it is the best in the country it's the number one ranked class in the country but between skill position players with Jamie French, Anthony Rogers, Ryan Williams you're not going to have a better class of skill position players and you know Alabama is going to continue to try to build up that class and, you know, just because 24 is ending doesn't mean 25 hasn't started. It clearly has, but yeah, I mean, I like the class where it is and um, yeah, Zion Grady, I think he's, you know, like Ivan said, one of the premium pass rushers in the country and just another guy that, you know, know, hopefully carry on that Alabama tradition.
0: Yeah, no, this is looking at the 2025 class, um, four commits in the top 35, at least uh, based on the, the latest two four seven. 2025 rankings you mentioned him Ryan Williams uh, number three overall Jamie French number 15 Zion Grady number 22 and then Anthony Rogers running back out of Florida number 33 overall um what's like what who's who's maybe next on this uh you know in the 2025 class who's Alabama talking to who's going to come on visits like who you know what what do they need to add next I guess in this class from your perspective
1: yeah so I actually have a article up on Bam 247 it's kind of diving into 25 prospects in the 2025 class um if you guys knew what i went through to publish this like went and clicked publish it was like a four thousand page word and or page article and i scrolled down and the body was blank just absolutely blanked <laughs> and I, I i was kind of like left dumbfounded i'm like I, what am i gonna i was about to call talty and <laughs> just freak out but got it back <laughs> it's up there on 247 it's kind of just a deep kind of a quick hitter type thing on each twenty five prospect or twenty five prospects in the twenty twenty five class. Um, you know, I don't know if there's any guys that are set to commit soon. There's Devin Sanchez, who's a cornerback out of California. He's between, I believe, it's Ohio State, Florida State, Alabama. He's set to commit January six. All signs kind of point to Ohio State there. He was at Alabama for the LSU weekend, but it seems like Ohio State's kind of made up the most ground as the leader there and. You know, looking at beyond that, there's not very many set dates. But one guy you really can't ignore is five-star quarterback George McIntyre uh, out of Brentwood, Tennessee. Number two quarterback in the country, dropped the top ten, I believe, a couple weeks ago. But it seems like Alabama, LSU, Tennessee are kind of the front runners. He's been Alabama three different times, most recently recently for the LSU weekend. He's one to follow. He loves Alabama, and has talked about how you know their winning culture appeals to him, and you know, De- Bryant Denny stadium and all that stuff. And he gets blown away every time he goes on campus. Um, another guy, like I mentioned before earlier is Naeem offered uh, top ranked cornerback in the country. going to go see him this weekend. Excited about that, but you know, he, he's kind of harder to judge, harder recruitment to kind of put a finger on. He's going to be a guy that gets to kind of pick wherever he wants to go in the country, you know, 30 plus offers already. Um, but Alabama has the proven track record, to every position and certainly at Cornerback and defensive back to kind of speak for itself, so you never really count out Alabama there. Uh, another guy we've talked about as well is Micah Debose, five-star offensive tackle out of Mobile, another in-state guy, longtime Georgia commitment, but has been Alabama three on for three different games this year. You know, talked with him a couple weeks ago. He just seems to be very high on Alabama. Loves Coach Eric Walford. Um, you know, things can change every day, but when I talked to him a couple weeks ago, he said, you know, about seventy-five percent committed to Georgia. Um, I know talking with people around him and talking with people around Georgia, they're kind of recruiting like he's not committed type thing. I know that's how everybody works, but it's kind of a general sense that, you know, maybe he's a flip candidate. Um, I mentioned Devin Sanchez another guys, David Sanders, five-star offense tackle, one of the top ranked players in the country. Uh, Was that Alabama for the Texas game? He seems to, have taken a liking to other schools, South Carolina, North Carolina, being the Charlotte guy. Um, but, again, you know, you never count out Alabama. Um, those are just some of the guys on the list. There's, I believe, I named five, 20 more you can go read about. Um, and, again, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter, Facebook, you know, over247, whatever it may be. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's 24 is kind of winding down and 25 is ramping back up. So, it's so again, it's an exciting time. progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law cbs friday tv's hottest show is fire country i'm not a hero i'm in orange for a reason they're taking 12 months off your sentence
0: you're free Um, 2025 class, like you mentioned, hop Georgia for the number one overall spot, uh, right now, still a long way to go in the 2025 class. But, uh, a comment that did stick out to me, you talked to Andrew Ivins. Um, he likes a lot of these guys in the 2025 class and he called a lot of these guys difference makers. Um, that is, um, you know, when, when one of our scouts is saying that, like that's, you know, red lights, like, okay, like this, you know, this, this could be, end up being a pretty special class for Alabama, which you know, has a history of putting together some very special classes, right? 2023 was number one in the country. And, you know, here they are two cycles later, you know, contending again to have the number one recruiting class in the country. It's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, I, again, I just want to – I mean, everybody listening knows Ryan Williams, but the, he is just – watching his tape, watching him in person last fall, I haven't been able to watch him this year in person yet, but he's just – he is a difference. Maker. I mean, Andrew Ivins hit it right on the head, you know, last week – for Sarah Land, number one team, probably in the state of Alabama for class 6A, coming off a state championship, just running through their opponents. I think they're beating their opponents by 30 plus points on average. They'll be back in action this weekend. But he had a punt return, a, a or a kickoff return, a rushing touchdown, receiving touchdown. So he's just a guy that, you know, quite frankly, Alabama can't lose. And you know, people ask me all the time. So, with you know, rumors of him reclassing, I've got a couple questions last night during our QA sessions seem to get it kind of every every time we do a QA session every week but you know there's been rumors that he's going to reclass i haven't heard nobody's really heard much since about since then that was you know in the summer but you know what i don't think most fans understand too is that he can't just say oh i'm going to reclass like this was a decision in august maybe in june and july okay what do i need to get done so maybe he's working through all those things you know if you, he's doing maybe two years of school and one year type thing so Again, maybe that can come. I'm not going to speak too much more about it, but that's continuing to be rumored. Just want to make sure people understand, though, that it's not just, hey, dad, uh, you know, hey, coach, I want to reclass. There's a lot more stuff to go into it.
0: 100%. We will. uh, Well, you will keep tabs on all that. And as things (laughs) pop up, um, you know, you'll you'll stay on top of it like you always have been. Um, Another thing you were on top of. Um, that I wanted to kind of pick your brain about on today's show was that had a couple of firings in the sec Jimbo Fisher out at Texas A&M uh, Mississippi state also fired Zach Garnett. Um, not sure that there's too many guys uh, within the Mississippi state um, recruiting classes that Alabama might be trying to flip. But I know that A&M with Jimbo there did a really, really good job recruiting brought in, you know, the number one ranked recruiting class one year continues to recruit at a high level lot of coveted three-star guys, four-star, five-star guys. With Jimbo now out, I know that you reached out to a few guys that have already, you know, previously visited Alabama that were maybe still considering Alabama, that, you know, Alabama was recruiting despite those guys being committed to a and i A&M. I'm kind of curious, who are maybe some of the big candidates, um, you know, flip watch candidates that might be currently part of A&M's 24, 25 classes, but now that Jimbo's out, um, you know, maybe Alabama makes a late push, or maybe there's you know some some guys that they may be targeting a little bit more, um, you know, or just kids who may be looking elsewhere now that Jimbo's not gonna be the coach in in college station anymore. what are what are kind of your your early thoughts or early returns on on some guys that Alabama might be going after?
1: Yeah, for starters, I think it's kind of gonna be pick your choosing out a and I I don't anticipate a lot of those guys that were part of that historic class to continue to stay there. I think it's gonna be. Just like they may be demanding money to go to AM, that's probably gonna be something similar to that to get out of and AM. But you know, one guy in particular is four star defensive lineman, 2024 guy, Dalen Evans out of Longview, Texas. Not ready to maybe put him on official flip watch yet, but he's talked about Alabama before. Uh reconnected with him after that firing. He seemed to be pretty upset about it, but he understands it. And he'll be at Alabama for an official visit in December. 8th through 10th with a, plenty of other guys. You know, he was there earlier this year, I believe, loved it, loves the coaches, has continued to stay in contact with him. He's a guy to monitor and follow. You know, I'm going to have updates with him next couple weeks and following the official visit. Another guy, too, that, you know, I'm kind of leaning Alabama's way is another AM and is three-star linebacker Tristan Jernigan at a Tupelo, Mississippi. Alabama came in on him in July, gave him an offer in July after camp. Uh, has kind of stayed on him. He kind of was telling me he understands how how much Alabama wants him. I know people will see three star and freak out. Remember, you guys don't make the rankings. Nick Saban knows what he's doing, type thing. But <laughs> you know he'll be uh, he'll be back for an official visit December eighth through tenth. Um, he told me, you know, my commit. I asked him following and reconnected with him after the Jimbo Fisher news as well, and he told me, "quote My commitment is really on the edge right now." I don't know how it's going to be without Jimbo. Man, the whole program might change. So he seems, you know, before the news kind of seemed like a guy that was very seriously considering Alabama. Now I think that kind of gave him his the kind of push, the final push maybe. You know, I think he's considering a couple other schools as well. But it seems like Alabama's in a good spot for him and a good weekend in December 8th through 10th you can kind of fully flip that for him. And, you know, another interesting guy is Terry Bussey. Who, you know, depending on which rankings you use, number one or number two athlete in the country. I know Alabama's already got Jillian Mbakwe, but anytime you can add another top ranked guy, I think is all for it. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of a do it all type guy. Bussy, you know, could play wide receiver, play DB, kind of would play any position. I was told Alabama kind of take him wherever. Alabama's continued to stay in contact with him. He, you know, committed to AM a couple months ago. Uh, Alabama was involved in his finalists. He, he talked about Alabama a lot. He was at the Texas game. I think that gave him a lot to think about, but, you know, with this new news, I think he's maybe thinking about Alabama a little bit more, still trying to get his full thoughts on that, but, you know, he was telling me Alabama continues to stay in touch with him. That's really it, kind of, on the 24 class a and wise I think maybe there's a chance you guys, that Alabama, you know, goes into the portal with current players. You know, we were talking about that earlier. I, I'm not sure exactly which players and what the need will be on Alabama's board. We can't speak to that, but I think maybe you see some guys that are currently there. Maybe it's a couple defensive line or something like that, that you want to, you know, maybe jump ship and get to Alabama. But that's far, that's kind of, as far as it goes in the 24 class, I don't see it really getting too, too effective in 25 right now, just because it's, it's so early, generally speaking. Um, and, you know, you mentioned Mississippi state, you know, looking at their commitment list. I'm not sure Alabama is interested in too many of their guys um, and, you know, it is worth noting Jay Lindsey, one Alabama's 20 commits, tight end commit at a Patrician Academy, which got a guy's will learn to love. Great blocker, kind of fits that CJ Dupree type role on Tommy Reese's two tight end set that is approved by Cody Goodwin. Um, <laughs> um but yeah, he's a guy that was committed to Mississippi State, then visited Alabama and decommitted and flipped to Alabama immediately. So that's kind of a on the Mississippi State and AM front, so to speak, as, as far as flip goes.
0: Yeah, no, there's a couple. They got, you know, a few four-star guys. They got a pretty good edge out of uh, Mississippi, a wide receiver out of Mississippi, offensive tackle out of Florida. So, you know, maybe guys to keep an eye on. You'd know more better than me. Um, But, yeah, in terms of the 2025 guys, I actually just looked up um, not a lot of commits yet. A&M only has one 25-guy committed. Doesn't look like Mississippi State has any. Um, So just, you know, coaches firing, coming and going. You wonder if they can just, you know, mine those recruiting classes or, you know, I'm sure obviously the coaches know better than us, but um, you know, having your ear to the ground there wondered if you had heard anything.
1: Yeah, that's kind of it, like you, like I said on the AM front, but the, you know, there's two other guys to maybe closely monitor is another four star defensive lineman, William Eccles, longtime Ole Miss commit. Uh Alabama gave him an offer, I believe it was late last month, talked with him then, you know, he told me, quote, it definitely changes things. Um uh, Seems to really still be locked in with Ole Miss, but Alabama's giving given some of him some things to think about. He was telling me his whole family was celebrating when that offer came. They kind of stayed yeah. up all night and celebrated and kind of we made it type thing. So Alabama still has that edge of you, know, you get that Alabama offer even when you're a top-ranked guy committed to Ole Miss. When the Alabama offer comes, it's kind of just a different animal. He was in town for the LSU game, was told it went very well, loves the atmosphere, loves the coaches. I Still trying to figure out if he'll be back for an official visit. I would anticipate he will, and that'll probably come that same weekend along along with Dale and Evans and Tristan Jernigan that December eighth through tenth. So it's kind of all hands on deck throughout the entire month of December before early signing day. And get rolling out the red carpet to these guys. Another guy, another guy committed to an SEC school. This is Missouri three star defense alignment. Elias Williams out of Hudson, Florida, was uh, in for an official visit for the LSU weekend. Hasn't been, haven't been able to get in touch with him. Just yet, still working on that. Sometimes it's, you know, play a little phone tag and with playoffs and school going on, it's sometimes difficult to get their full thoughts on that. But see heard again, the visit went well, but, you know, he's been committed since September 1st. Doesn't seem like Alabama's too, I I, I don't know. It just seems like he's pretty locked in Missouri. He's going to be at uh, Tennessee for an official visit this weekend. So it kind of seems like it's between those three schools. I think Alabama would love to have him back on campus in December as well.
0: Yeah. So we will, uh, we'll keep tabs on that. Um, you know, I know that when, when coaches get fired, I mean, this is maybe something that kind of an all hands on deck type of thing that we'll keep it monitored. Um, I'm jealous. I'm
1: jealous of coaches getting, I mean, it's the best, it's the best job in sports. Yeah. A fire college college football coach.
0: Here's $70 million to not coach. Um, (laughs) here's a, here's a,
1: here's an ESPN job and you can golf whatever you want to not coach. (laughs) Great gig. If
0: you can get it. (laughs) Um, we'll keep track of that but yeah i mean when fi- when coaches get fired i believe there's an immediate 30 day window for the portal um you know and i think we've already seen one AM receiver already jump in so you know we'll kind of we'll probably see more trickle out over the next couple weeks and then obviously when the portal opens up in early december um i imagine the rest of the country will kind of be like vultures around the AM oh, yeah. roster just kind of like you know who can we get who can we plug and play and um, you know, that will be an interesting development to follow. Um, you know, not just over the next couple of weeks, but definitely in December when the portals
1: open. Yeah, that's really kind of, you know, we've been harping on AM here, but just with the way the portal is, that's kind of every roster. And, you know, talk about it with some coworkers and some buddies too. It's just being a college football coach. I mean, you got to recruit your next class. You got to re recruit your entire team every single year, and you got to recruit out of the portal. It's just, it's it's crazy to me.
0: Tough gig. That's why they get paid millions and millions of dollars. Because if you can field a really good football team, life's good for that university.
1: Yeah, and the state and the fan and everybody, yeah. 100%. Um, that's
0: uh, that's that's really all the the football recruiting stuff that I wanted to make sure that we touched on. Um, now I kind of want to transition a little bit to hoops. Alabama men's basketball signed a couple of uh, really talented players. Five-star center, Aiden Sherrill. Four-star uh, small forward, Nass Cunningham. Uh, one, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right, but two, both these guys are from California. Um, so that's interesting a little bit there. But what else can you tell us about uh, these two guys? It seems like just Nate Oates continuing to recruit and bring in high-level players that he will then develop and send to the league.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I saw it on the board and I'm going to steal it. It's kinda, he kind of swings for the fence. Like He's not really going for singles and doubles with these recruitments. I mean, we've seen the five-star and the four-star elite talent that's been on campus for official visits this entire fall, have they landed all those guys? Absolutely not. They were in on a lot of guys, like Boogie Flond and and Jace Richardson and Tyler Betsy. A lot of these point guards too that were very high in the recruitment and pushed for them. Maybe they didn't get them, but Alabama was including those finalists. And I like to always say that's kind of the first step: getting your hat on the table, getting your logo in the graphic. And Alabama's continuing to do that. And Alabama did that. That you know, Nas Cunningham kind of in the last hour, right before early signing day opens for non-football sports was in that Tuscaloosa clearly made a big enough impression on him and he's he committed and signed two days later uh Nate was talking about it you know how they're elite elite players on the court you know not only on the court but off the court uh, a guy that can stretch the floor shoot the three play defense and Nas Cunningham was when the initial 2024 rankings came out he was number one player in the country um, I know Alabama fans may hear that and say, "Okay, well, why is he number 42 now?" You know, talk with Eric Bosse, <laughs> who's a who's a national recruiting analyst, loves what Aiden, what Nas Cunningham can bring to that offense, and putting it all together, I think Nate, with NATO's coaching and development, he's going to be a guy that can maybe be a lottery pick in it. You know, a year from now or two years from now. And the other guys, Aiden Sherrill, who's been kind of the long time commitment, kind of kick-started this class with the first commitment uh, a couple months ago uh number four center slash power forward not really sure what position they're going to use him he's kind of listed as a power forward sometimes nato has mentioned center and power forward um but yeah you know another guy lengthy could shoot the three could rim protect you know nato's has talked about it this year maybe you know alabama's looked fairly good scoring 100 points every year every game almost every game but the rim protection is a little bit of an issue i know he talked about charles mediaco even after the first game um Seems like he really wants him back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I can't speak to that. Um, but, yeah, I think he's a – Aiden Charles, a rim protector. I think Alabama is extremely happy with those two guys. And, you know, kind of the attention has been the whole time but kind of turns into that guard. Who are we going to get at guard Alabama? You know, there's a report that Alabama's in on Daquan Davis, a four-star point guard out of Atlanta, Georgia uh decommitted from providence on october 29th it's one of three schools that's kind of out there is kind of one of three schools that really pushing for him um he said you know they really love my game They think they can fit their system play the right way um i would expect him to be in tuscaloosa sometime this winter i don't know if he's gonna you know that early signing window is kind of closing or if, if not closed so i don't think he's a guy that can sign now um but i could see him you know be on the lookout for him, not saying he's going to commit, but you know, this is a guy that's going to kind of t- continue to take visits and uh, do his due diligence there. And another guy we've talked about kind of ad nauseum um, is Darion Reed, Aiden Cheryl's commit, uh teammate at a perfect prep in Napa, California. You know, number 3.4 in the country. Been, now, been down to Alabama, Georgia, Florida State for over a month now. Was at Alabama? Then, you know, set his uh, decision date for the following Saturday. Most people kind of felt like, it was, it was in Georgia's court there. And then he 24 hours before that postponed that and hasn't made a new decision yet. Um, but you know, loves Alabama. He told two four seven, he's going to try to make his decision soon. I don't think it's going to be an early signing type thing either. Um, but that delayment I think kind of bodes well for Alabama with Georgia just kind of seemingly being in the best position, but Alabama continues to, you know, push for him. Um, he talked about Alabama with 247 Sports, mentioning, you know, quote, they picked up where former coaches left off, kind of alluding to the guys that have been recruiting him forever, you know, off, to, you know, Brian Hodgson and uh, Petway. They've been recruiting him forever. Big, two huge recruiters for Nate Oates, and Nate Oates has kind of proved that he could do it on his own as well, and the new staff is just as good. But, he you know, he mentioned they picked up where the former catches left off. It's been a great connection since then, and I've been able to see how they play and how it can fit in. Um, I think I can make an you know immediate impact and rock out. He's a guy you know to monitor. Um, it just kind of kind of seems up in the air when he's going to make a, a decision. Could be tomorrow. Could be in an hour. Could be in three weeks type thing. But he's wanted to monitor. And then another guy, you know, I'm not so high on Alabama's chances here. Is five star Billy Richmond, uh, number five small forward in the country, um, was in in Alabama. I believe it was last month for the Tennessee game. Um, heard it went well but it kind of seems like talking with analysts and people close to him Kentucky's kind of the team to beat there as well Um, yeah that's kind of it right there in the 24 class I know Nate Oates mentioned during his press conference he probably wants to add two to three more Uh, I would anticipate those to be all guards Um, yeah you got some time in that class and I think Alabama's happy with where they're at and you know the proven track record development with Noah Clowney and you're kind of seeing it very early on in jaron stevenson you kind of have to double take thinking i I thought jaron stevenson was no clown they're both number 15 same hair same build, stuff like that but just the proven development i think is a big factor and you know maybe alabama doesn't end up with a guard you go into the portal just like they did last you know last year with aaron estrada who's looked uh pretty well for the crimson Tide. yeah i was gonna say there's you
0: know i he wants to add, you know, a few more here and there, but I mean, another thing Alabama's done very, very well, right. Is you mentioned it, the, the portal. And so it's, you know, if they don't get, you know, the three more that they want for the 24 class, um, you know, I think NATO has a pretty good track record of going into the portal and, you know, finding guys, you know, Grant Nelson's a great example, um, you know, just this year alone. Right. And they've had some other ones, right. Like Marciers coming over from Ohio, Aaron Estrada has, you know, graduate guy. He's, he's had a really good start to the season. Um, you know, Muhammad Wagu has, you know, played fairly well through the first three games this season. They played a bunch of cupcakes, but, you know, still he's he's done basically everything that Nate Oates has asked of him. So, yeah, you know, if, if it's not, you know, the recruits in the 24 class, like the portal's going to crack open and, you know, Nate obviously does a very, very good job there. Um, is there anything else hoops wise that maybe we, we need to know? I know that football is very much working ahead on the 25 class. Does hoops do the same thing? Or are they very, you know, are they a little bit more regimented in terms of class by class?
1: I think they're a little bit regimented, but I'm glad you brought it up. I was scrolling my notes. Didn't make it too, that far yet, but 2025 class Alabama just offered a four-star power forward out of Houston, Texas, Nigel Wells. Um, it was Crispin Tide assistant coach Austin Clanch who kind of delivered the good news. He was talking about two four-seven sports, how Clunch used to work live in Houston, and you know, Nigel Walls lives in Houston. So they kind of have that connection there. It's still very early. Um, but the 2025 class of basketball, I think, it's just very early right now. And you've seen it just with the 24 class. Alabama didn't have a commit up until about a month ago. Now they've got two guys, two top 75 players in the country. So I think Alabama, again, you know, NATO's gonna take his time and go to the portal if you need it, because, you know, it's been proven that it's effective for him.
0: 100%. And another thing to maybe keep in mind, I looked this up while you were talking, um, the current number one ranked 2025 recruiting class um, based on uh, 247 sports, South Carolina only has two commits. So (laughs) I think there's a long ways to go before 2025 starts to take any sort of shape, let alone, you know, what's the final recruiting rankings going to look like. So um, yeah.
1: That's actually very funny. You brought that up because one of my roommates, good buddy of mine, is actually from. He went to South Carolina, born, raised in Columbia. And he was telling me last night, he's like, "We got two four stars. We, you know, got the number one team in the country or number one recruiting class in the country." And my other roommate, who went to Alabama as well, he goes, "Well, Vanderbilt was ahead of Alabama in football a couple of months ago." So <laughs> he's just, it's just, it was very funny, very funny dynamic right there. So it's very funny you brought that up.
0: Yeah, these things, these things take time to kind of flush out and, you know, take final form in terms of, you know, the national rankings and where everybody stacks up. (laughs) Um, That's a man, Brad, I uh, you're always a wealth of recruiting information. So I appreciate you making some time to to chat with us on today's show. You got anything else that you're working on? Anything else you want to tease for, you know, people who are either subscribed to Bama 247 or maybe who need to be subscribed to Bama 247 to get the rest of your recruiting know how?
1: Yeah, just like every week, I'm going to kind of continue that fall in the future type thing we talked about earlier in the show, just with playoffs. I'm going to have that schedule drop today. See, to, you know, any people in the community, local, want to go check out Alabama Commits, going to have that. We'll have a write-up, you know, Sunday or Monday, to do, you know, complete highlights and what Alabama's did, what Alabama Commits did on the football field and playoff action. But, you know, one thing that's probably going to come out later this week or later tonight is kind of a Alabama 2024 recruiting class wish list. Um not necessarily predictions or crystal balls or anything like that. More of here's what the current class looks like. Here's where I think Alabama would love to add at each position type thing, and then you know, when we get a little bit closer to early signing day on December twentieth, going to start doing kind of mock classes. You know, once we get a little bit more information and have have guys take a little bit more visits, who I firmly predict Alabama will land. But as far as this wish list goes, it's not more. It's more of kind of based on intel intuition what i think alabama will want to add it's not any reflection of alabama's board we don't have access to that and how many they want to take i know we got a couple questions last night during our q a version of how many they want to take i I truly do not know I'm, i'm not privy to that information um but yeah it's just gonna be kind of a wish list kind of here's who alabama kind of needs to get would love to have to kind of close out this class
0: yeah 100% if there's anything I've learned about recruiting it's that you get all the guys that you want in the room and then you figure out what the what the roster and the depth chart is going to look like from thereafter just get the guys on campus get them in the room get their names on the dotted line and and figure out the rest of it later so um That'll be uh, that'll be an article that everybody's going to have to check out. You're going to have to check out all of Breathwork at Bama two four seven. We always appreciate it when he comes on Roll Pod to chat recruiting with us. We will be back sometime Sunday, Monday to kind of recap Alabama, Chattanooga, if there is anything to recap. Um, you know, I know that with the Thanksgiving schedule coming up, uh, everything's going to be kind of shifted a little bit in terms of coverage. Um, but we'll keep you guys up to date on what uh, what we'll have coming next week in terms of podcast and stories. Of course, in the meantime, though, be sure to rate and review the show wherever you listen to your podcast apple stitcher spotify google podcast even our bama 247 youtube page subscribe to bama 247 and 247 sports guys you can get a sub for a dollar a month to start and then just ten dollars a month thereafter for the best coverage of your favorite team we have a black friday deal coming next week after the holiday Please take advantage of that, especially if you're an Alabama fan, and especially if you want all of Brett's recruiting knowledge on the Crimson Tide. If you listen to it at all today, you know that he's a wealth of recruiting knowledge, and you should absolutely take advantage of that deal. Thank you again, Brett, for joining us. Thank you again so much, guys, for listening, and we will talk to you all again soon. See you guys.